Where's Joe? How come Joe hasn't? Joe is the commander-in-chief. How come Joe has not said something about this? And will Joe meet the body? Will Joe express condolences to his family? Will Joe call his mom and dad, who have also a lifetime of service to the United States of America? Say his name. Bishop Evans is his name. Bishop Evans. You know, we heard about these whipping cowboys down on the border for weeks on end from Saki, from Joe, and from the establishment media. We heard how they were whipping guys, whipping those poor immigrants just trying to get to a better life. They're whipping them with the rain. Look at that. Joe says, oh, my God, look at them whip them. It's, it reminds me of slavery. And that's what uh, Al Sharpton said, the race baiter. Al Sharpton, oh, yeah, yeah, he's whipping them just like they did when the slave days back in the day. How about it, BLM, do Black Lives Matter? Where's the border czar? Kamala, you're the border czar. Say his name. Oh, you can criticize law enforcement and get them killed through your criticisms. You can criticize these guys all day long, can't you? And, and we found out, uh, obviously, as I said at the time, those guys on horseback, they weren't whipping anybody. They were using cutting horses to keep those guys from getting into the country. They were going back and forth, choking up on the reins. They weren't hitting anybody. They weren't whipping anybody. And just two weeks ago, just two weeks ago, they announced that very quietly. They didn't say anything about that on ABC, did they? No, but those guys were fully exonerated. But no, that didn't matter for weeks on end. A special report from the border. Here's another video of those guys on horseback whipping those poor immigrants just trying to get in the country. But they can't even say the name Bishop Evans. And, mind you, Ms. Saki said yesterday, Oh, well, just like you heard the sound from Chris, Oh, well, that wasn't our operation. That's the operation of the state of Texas. Well, if you do your damn job, we wouldn't have him down there. Do your damn job. Do what you're supposed to do and enforce the immigration laws of this country. In fact, she was asked that question yesterday. Does the White House feel any responsibility for his death? Yes, the White House is directly responsible for his death. I'll answer that. The White House is directly responsible because they won't do anything about the border. And he's down there doing something about the border. He's doing it. And he's rescuing illegal immigrants out of the water. I would note the National Guard works for the state, so he is an employee of the Texas National Guard. His efforts and operations were directed by there, not by the federal government. <laughs> Greg Abbott was on with Brett Perry yesterday. I watched it live. The governor said, "If Joe Biden was doing his job, we wouldn't have to. We we wouldn't have to be doing it. But we're having to do Joe Biden's job down at the border, and that's why Bishop Evans say his name. Bishop Evans. Bishop Evans was there. Now, Trump appointed judge yesterday. Judge Robert Summerhays has granted a temporary restraining order to keep Joe Biden from ending Title Forty Two while the case makes its way through the courts. Say his name. His name." Bishop Evans, National Guard Specialist Bishop Evans. i got to tell you something, guys. I don't know how many 22-year-olds you know. I know a handful because my granddaughters are close to that age, right? I don't know how many 22-year-olds you know, but you're going to find damn few that, get, that have the kind of, of bravery and dedication and devotion to service and others that this man had. 22. 
22 years old. And he threw off everything and ran into the raging waters. And yes, they're raging waters in some points. Some points you walk right across. It's just like any other river. I'll take you to Guadalupe. I'll show you places you can walk across and places you'll disappear in a big old hole. And the, and the, uh, the Rio Grande is the same way. And yet, and yet, they can't even, the, the leftist lunatic Democrats can't even bring themselves to say the man's name. And he gave his life in service and duty to the United States of America and gave his life trying to save the lives of others. And as Jesus said, there is no greater sacrifice than to lay down your life for others. Bishop Evans, say his name, Joe. Call his parents, Joe. Say something to the cameras and media about him, Joe. You're, you're, I, I'm telling you right now, you're the worst human being that I've ever known to occupy that office, and that's saying a lot. Obama was in there, and he hated this country and held this country in contempt, and I hated him being there. Jimmy Carter just about destroyed this nation in four years, and it took Ronald Reagan 12 to rebuild it. Oh, yeah, 12, because he was still working after he left after eight. And unbelievable how low life of a human being you are, Joe. Say his name. Get in front of the cameras. You should have done it on Sunday. You should have done it over the weekend. You should have been there, and you should have called his family. And you should have offered aid and comfort. Oh, no, you kneel with Black Lives Matter. We saw you do that, Joe. We saw you kneel with Black Lives Matter. You'll call the families of those like George Floyd. You'll call them, and you'll say, oh, I'm so sorry, and you'll cry on the phone with them. But here is a 22-year-old hero, and you won't even say his name while you slander others who are doing their job at the border. You're detestable. You really are. You, you, you really are. I can't come up with another word. You're detestable. And where's BLM? I mean, you know, I thought Black Lives Matter. I thought they did. I believed that Black Lives Matter. I believe mat- lives matter. And so did Bishop Evans. By the way, can you say his name? It's Bishop Evans. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Hey, I got a question for you. Why are leftist Democrats hating on an African American immigrant? Uh, it happened all day yesterday, man. It's f- oh, this is so much fun to watch. What's going on on Twitter? <laughs> I'm enjoying every last minute of it. I'm laughing. I'm smiling. I'm cackling. This is good stuff on Twitter. But my question is, why are the leftist Democrats hating on an African American immigrant? More on that coming up. Being vaccinated with Prevnar twenty. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. We've long stated that our immigration system is broken. There needs to be more done to invest in smarter security, to have a more effective asylum processing system, and we would welcome any efforts to uh, for, for any elected officials to work with us on that. It's 520 now at KTSA. I'm Trey. Right over there is Don. There's Chris. And there's Elaine, 210-599-5555. You probably heard our promos on the air about 100 years of KTSA serving uh, San Antonio. <laughs> 
I haven't been here quite 100, but <laughs> half of that. <laughs> anyway, we're celebrating that 100 years, and we're talking to some of the legends that have come through our studio, 100 years of KTSA podcast at KTSA.com. And in the first episode, you can hear BQ, Blocky Tacullum, who was here uh, years ago doing the morning show with Bruce Hathaway and uh, all the great stories that she is sharing. Uh, I have interviewed a number of these uh, great stars who came through the radio station. And uh, those will go up every uh, week, every Tuesday at KTSA.com, the 100 Years of KTSA podcast. Please check it out. Why are leftist Democrats hating on an African-American immigrant? I saw it happen all day on Twitter yesterday. Famous left lunatics like Howard Dean say they are going to leave Twitter. I stress the word say on purpose because it's kind of like that whole thing. Oh, if Trump's elected. I'm moving to Canada. <laughs> you know? Okay, sure you are. By the way, I don't believe Donald Trump's going to stay off either. I'm just saying. I, I don't think he can control himself now that he has the possibility that he's going to be let back on Twitter. I don't think he's going to stay off. He says he's going to, but eh. eh. Um, they Hey, you know what? The left lunatics like the Howard Deans and the others who say, well, I'm getting off of here. And there were several that said it yesterday. They can't stand freedom and free speech. You know, Twitter is a private company and can do whatever it wants. That's what we heard about Twitter for years as they were blasting and doxing and hiding conservative thought and conservative opinion. Twitter's a private company. If we want to take uh, Donald Trump off there and Tucker Carlson, we certainly will. We can do whatever we want. We're a private company. But, you know... <laughs> It's a private company and can do whatever it wants unless and until it's owned by Elon Musk, who is a free speech absolutist. <laughs> and then what we heard yesterday was the government needs to investigate Twitter and shut it down. <laughs> Even Jen Psaki. Jen Psaki said yesterday, <laughs> well, the president wants to take a look and see what's going on with these big media companies. Elon Musk said yesterday, free speech is the bedrock of functioning democracy, and Twitter is the digital town square where matters vital to the future of humanity are debated. I want to make Twitter better than ever by enhancing the product with new features, making the algorithms open source to increase trust, defeating the spam bots, and authenticating all humans. Twitter has tremendous potential. I look forward to working with the company and the community of users to unlock it. Isn't it great that when a company ticks you off, you just buy the company to fix whatever's wrong? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to be able to do that? I mean, you know, so the next time you have a horrible flight, you just go by the airline. You know, I'm going to buy you and fix what's wrong with you guys. <laughs> you know, they tick me off. I'm going to, I'm just going to buy you and fix you. I love that idea. That's what Elon's doing. You know what ticked him off? The Babylon Bee being uh, knocked off there for, for naming uh, that, that weirdo tranny as the male of the year for 2021, 2022. And, you know, Twitter kicked, kicked them off. And Elon said, hey, wait a minute. That's not right. So anyway, uh, all the lefties went, went after, you know, uh, Musk said yesterday, free speech is the bedrock of functioning democracy. And here goes Brian Stelter, the Pillsbury fat boy on CNN. If you get invited to something where there are no rules, where there is total freedom for everybody, do you actually want to go to that party? You're going to decide to stay home. Brian, I, I hope you decide to stay home. I hope CNN canned your butt. I don't know why you have a job. Anyway, the N NAACP president, Mr. Musk, do not allow 45, uh, a reference to Donald Trump, do not allow 45 to return to the platform. Do not allow Twitter to become a petri dish for hate speech. What do you think it is right now? It's hate speech from the left, the left lunatics. This is the NAACP President Derek Johnson.
We're protecting our democracy. It's the utmost importance. You protect democracy by censoring people, huh? You're an idiot and a fool if you believe that. Mr. Musk, lives are at risk, and so is American democracy. We protect democracy by limiting free speech. Got it. I got it. This is what the lefty Democrat lunatics believe. In order to protect democracy, democratically elected presidents must not be allowed to speak. The Washington Post, Jeff Bezos, he's got a paper called The Washington Post. Tagline is, democracy dies in darkness. Well, yesterday, the Washington Post is warning, it's not ideal to have a free speech absolutist who isn't absolutely in favor of free speech at the helm of or even close to a media company. Their columnist, Max Boots, said, for democracy to survive, we need more content moderation, not less. In other words, we need more censorship, not less. And why are they mad at an African-American immigrant at that? You have to, as you well know, as far as they're concerned, you have to express your solidarity with the government, big government, big corporations on the social justice du jour of the day, whatever that might be. You know, right now it's trannyism. Anybody who fails to do so, according to them, you know, gotta be subject to brown beating and then, of course, intimidation and cancellation and then doxing. We'll put your name and your address out there. By the way, yesterday they locked the changes to keep their employees from screwing around with it because that's exactly what they would do, and they know it. So they locked it down, and none of their employees can make changes to it. Man, they're a bunch of, uh, they really are, a, a, a bunch of weak-kneed, little baby, whiny leftist lunatics from the Democrat Party who are running Twitter, and they are super upset. And, of course, Jen Psaki said yesterday, well, we're going to have to take a look at it. Tucker Carlson and Mark Levin, they're back on uh, after what happened yesterday. Uh, they're back on Twitter now, so you can see it. And Jeff Bezos, of course, the guy who started Amazon, said this yesterday. Well, this is an interesting question. Did the Chinese government just gain a bit of leverage of the town square? My answer to that question is probably not. The more likely outcome in this regard is complexity in China for Tesla rather than censorship at Twitter. But we'll see. Musk is extremely good at navigating this kind of complexity. All right, Jeff, hold on a minute. Time out. So what he's talking about is Tesla does business with China because China makes the, the batteries. That's what's so stupid about going all electric vehicle right now. Because we, we're changing from being beholden to what's going on in the Middle East to get our oil to being beholden to China. That's why Joe's doing it. Joe is beholden to China. No China, no Joe. So he's trying to transfer everything to electric. That's where they make the solar panels. That's where they make the batteries that go in the, in the electric vehicles. So Bezos is trying to make a connection there and say, well, China's now going to tell uh, Elon Musk what can and can't be said on Twitter. Hold on, uh, Bezos. How come you've never said anything about the NBA? The NBA who shuts their mouths. Or how about Disney? Disney will take out gay content in their movies so that it doesn't offend the Chinese censors, but then they slam Ron DeSantis for a parental rights law. Or how about yourself, Mr. Bezos? <laughs> you have long, and so has Amazon, long supported the CCP. Long, I, I have your, your quotes and your comments about how much you love the CCP and love what they're doing over there in China. And now you want to throw a little shade Elon's way. Get a life, Bezos. Go go live on your yacht. You know what? This is a pushback, man. These are American conservatives who are now pushing back against the crap that we've had shoved down our throats for years. 
Robert Francis O'Rourke. It's got COVID. Get well, Bobby. We wouldn't want your campaign to lock you up down in your basement on the, on the Zoom calls. Get well, Bobby. But I just wanted to point this out because he did in his statement when he announced he was COVID positive. Yet another, yet another, yet another fully vaxxed and boosted positive. <laughs> the vax is not about keeping you from getting it. The booster's not about keeping you from getting it. You were sold a line of crap for two years about that. And Robert Francis O'Rourke is another premium example about that. 210-599-5555. By BioNTech and Pfizer. Hey, this is Scott Robbins of Markley Van Camp and Robbins celebrating 100 years of service on News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. No matter who owns or runs uh, Twitter, uh, the president has long been concerned about the power of large social media platforms, uh, what they ha- that power they have over our everyday lives, has long argued that tech platforms must be held accountable for the harms they cause. Oh, so here they go. Now that Elon owns it and he's uh, like uh, going to open it up and allow people to say what they think on there. That's what we think is going to happen out of this. Now it's time to investigate Twitter. Twitter was a private company. Uh, Jen Psaki, you know, months ago, Twitter's a private company. If they want to ban people, well, they can ban whoever they want to ban. Now, oh, the government's got to check them out. Government's got to get in. Government's got to look at this. Government, government, government. We need all big government. Because, you know, you know that big tech company, uh, Twitter, they're going to let people speak their minds. You know, they're so transparent now, aren't they? They are just transparent as crap. You can see right through the lunatics and the Democrat Party and what they're doing to censor reasonable people. And now they're going to bring down the big government, man. Oh, yep. How quickly will they lose Article 230? That's exactly right, Chris. She mentioned 230 yesterday. Well, we got to take a look at 230. we got to make sure that they uh, are abiding by all the rules. <laughs> New York Times is opening up an expose into Elon Musk. Of course they are. Have they opened up an expose into Joe and how many hair-sniffing incidents he's done? No, of course not. They won't. Say his name, Joe. Jen, say his name. His name is Bishop Evans. He's an American hero. He's a veteran of Iraq. Say his name. We listen to you slander, and I hope they sue your asses. We listen to you slander those guys on horseback saying, they're beating those immigrants coming into the country. They're beating them with their reins. They're whooping them with their reins. We heard you slander them. I hope they sue you so bad, man, for defamation. I hope they get after it. But you did that for weeks on end, but you won't even say this guy's name. And, Joe, you haven't called his parents yet. His parents served in the military as well. 22-year-old Bishop Evans, say his name. Say his name, Jen. She wouldn't even say it yesterday. It's like she wanted to barf at the thought of saying his name. Bishop Evans, National Guard specialist and Iraq War veteran, Bishop Evans, gave his life attempting to save people coming into this country illegally. People, Joe, that you encouraged to come into this country illegally, that you told them during the campaign and after you were elected president, y'all come, y'all come, come on, y'all come, everybody come. And they were coming, Joe. 
And they got in the Rio Grande, and they started to drown, and Bishop Evans, Bishop Evans, say his name, Joe, Bishop Evans, got in the water and swam out there to help him, and he ended up giving his lives for them. And we find out later that possibly they were bringing drugs into this country. Possibly. Say his name, Joe. Get on the cameras, Joe. Express condolences to his family, Joe. Bishop Evans. Folks, you got to flood the White House with messages. With messages. For him to say his name, his just write an email. His name is Bishop Evans. Say his name, Joe. Okay, uh, by the way, at 6.20, my friend Dinesh D'Souza is going to join me. You have to hear 2,000 mules. You have to hear 6.20. By the way, speaking of Joe, New Harris poll out yesterday says that the majority believe that he is not fit for the presidency, and they doubt his mental ability. Also, in uh, an issues and insights tip poll that came out yesterday, not sure is the leading candidate for Democrat election for president in 2024. <laughs> the, the number one candidate is not sure. They laid out some of the candidates, like Joe and Kamala and, and uh, Warren and a few others, and they all sucked. And they got down to not sure who we want to run, and that was by far the number one. Poll also out from uh, from Harris yesterday saying that Joe Biden uh, is involved. People believe that uh, Joe Biden is involved in Hunter's uh, corruption, that he did have a lot to do with it, money laundering, violating lobby laws, FBI tax fraud. That's all the stuff that Hunter's being looked into right now. Um, my thoughts on the GOP. Hey, guys, not that you listen to me or anything. I, I mean, I know you listen to the show, but, I mean, not that you would pay attention to me, but McCarthy and the rest of you guys on the Republican side, if you want to win in November, because they're going, the Democrats are going to cheat it now. If you want to win in November, you need a day one plan, a day one plan, and you need to start hammering the day one plan. Like the contract with America that Newt Gingrich formed that got the landslide up against Bill Clinton in the 1990s. McCarthy, you need to have a day one plan and get on the television now and get everywhere now and start talking about your day one plan. By the way, your day one plan is not Hunter Biden. That's fine. Investigate him. I hear I, it's all in the media. You're going to open up investigations into Hunter Biden. Fine, fine, fine. But that's not your day one. The American people don't care about that. They really don't. I'm just telling you. That's red meat for, for conservatives and for Republicans, but the American people don't care about investigating Hunter Biden. Here's what they care about. Economy and inflation, gas, groceries. McCarthy, come up with a day one plan. On day one, after you elect us, Republicans will have this bill in front of uh, Joe Biden. And it deals with the economy, inflation, gas, and groceries. Day one. Have a day one bill to be sitting on the president's desk, day one, for crime and restoring law and order. Crime and restoring law and order to America's streets. Next, have a day one plan. Here's the bill sitting in jo on Joe Biden's desk about the border. This is what we're going to do to control the border. And then have one about tax relief. Tax relief for hard-working, middle-income Americans. Tax relief for hard-working, middle-income Americans. So that's exactly what you need to do. Now, again, I don't expect, I know that you guys listen in D.C., but I don't expect that you're going to pay any attention to me. 
You can talk Hunter Biden all day long, and that's fine. I'm not saying don't investigate him. Crawl up inside of him, man, because I think there's plenty to send him to jail and to beat his daddy off of. But listen, that's not where the American people are right now. The American people are about the economy, inflation, gas, groceries, crime, restoring law and order to the streets of America, the border, and tax relief for middle-income Americans. You have bills about that sitting on the president's desk day one. And you will have, you absolutely will have that red tsunami. But if you start talking about all this other crapola, you know, people aren't going to pay attention. They're not going to listen to you. And then if you win in November, you have to follow through like Newt Gingrich did, which brought us to a great moment of prosperity here in the country. Line one, Chris, let's go to phones. Line one, Adam, you're on KTSA. Good morning. Good morning, Trey. You know, this is a criminal the way... Our uh, joke of a government is purposely not enforcing our laws. You know, this resulted in the uh, guardsmen, especially bishops, uh, death. There's so many bad, bad things going on at the border, Trey. And, you know, Jen Psaki, well, this guy worked for a national, Texas National Guard, not us. But, yeah, we feel real bad. You know, uh, you know, crazy Uncle Joe, you know, he could care less. You know, Trey, when nine kids died when they bombed the wrong uh, car in Afghanistan, uh, he could have cared less. He was irritated when anybody would ask him about it. He didn't like even talking about it. You know, we need to, we need to put a border tray around every square inch we have with Mexico. You know, the car- drug cartels are making about $25 billion a year with this contract they have with our government to smuggle illegals. You know, uh, you know, and it's, it's ruining Mexico because the cartels are getting more weapons and doing more murders and it's besides destroying our nation. Thank you, Adam. Appreciate it. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. The uh, <laughs> the Pledge of Allegiance is coming up. If you want to say the pledge, uh, you can give us a call. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Got an update on some stuff that Governor DeSantis did yesterday. My president in 2024, Ron DeSantis, back in a minute. Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. So I, as governor of Texas, have taken matters into my own hands, uh, and I've negotiated uh, landmark historic deals uh, with the governors of Mexican states that are adjacent to Texas, where these Mexican states are, st- are, are going to step up, and they are going to start securing the border. He did a great job. He did a great job. On uh, Brett Bear show yesterday. Good morning, Trey Ware here, KTSA two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. There's Chris, there's Elaine, and there's Don. And I, uh, I you know, I, I've made no bones about Ron DeSantis. You've heard me talk about him, the governor of Florida. Uh, it's not a bromance. It's just I believe that he's a man that uh, believes in freedom and that he's doing great work in Florida for freedom. And I want to see him do it for the United States. And the de- the Democrats are freaked. They are so upset about him. They're so worried about him. Jaime Harrison is the DNC chair. He now calls Ron DeSantis the little devil. (laughs) Look at that little devil in Florida. He's going against Disney World. If you rip Disney World out of Florida, who's going? That's what uh, the DNC chair has got to say about Ron DeSantis being a little devil. Florida Senate Bill 524 was signed by Ron DeSantis yesterday. It requires the state's voter rolls to be annually reviewed and updated to remove ineligible voters, tightens voter ID requirements, and increases penalties for election-related crimes. It establishes the Office of Election Crimes and Security within the Department of State, which will investigate election law violations. See, we need this nationally, don't we? 
It instructs the Secretary of State to submit a report and draft legislation for any further action to strengthen voter ID requirements. Oh, no, he's not backing down for voter ID. He's, he's increasing voter ID requirements. Glory, hallelujah. He said yesterday, Ron DeSantis did, 20 years ago nobody thought Florida was a prime example of how to conduct elections, but we have become a national leader by running the most secure elections in the country. Isn't it something? Because I was there, Nancy and I were talking about this yesterday, I was in Florida in 2000 when the Bush-Gore thing happened, and that was isolated to two counties, two blue left-wing lunatic Democrat counties. Isn't it amazing? The cheating always happens in Democrat counties. I'm just saying. DeSantis went on to say we need to do more to ensure our elections remain secure. We have ended ballot harvesting. We have stopped drop boxes and the mass mailing of ballots. And we banned Zuckerbox. And this bill will give us more resources to make sure bad actors are head, uh, held accountable. Uh, you got to be listening at 620, guys. Dinesh D'Souza, we're going to talk about 2,000 mules. Your jaw is going to hit your lap. The Media Research Center, through its sensor track database, found 646 cases of instances where people who criticized Joe Biden on Twitter or Facebook had their comments deleted, they received speech restrictions, or they were uh, outright banned from Twitter or uh, Facebook back in the day. Now, the time period was March 10th, 2020 through March 10th, 2022. That includes when Biden was campaigning from the basement, and, of course, being in the White House. And of the 646 cases in which people were banned, removed, whatever, from Twitter and Facebook, it was speaking about Hunter, they were speaking about Hunter Biden. That's a quarter. That's a quarter of those cases they were speaking about Hunter Biden. The largest share of those who were censored were those who posted content related to Biden's inappropriate contact with women and girls. When you would post a video of him sniffing a girl's hair or rubbing a little girl's shoulders, that was immediately taken down and you were banned from Twitter and Facebook. That was the largest number. And then get this one. According to Censor Track, People had their accounts targeted and banned for merely quoting the president in his own words, making him look less than competent as commander-in-chief. Among those included Donald Trump, Ted Cruz, Kevin McCarthy, the New York Post, the Washington Free Beacon, the Federalists, and, and others. Using Biden's own words, Biden's own comments... One other thing that big tech is doing that maybe you're not aware of, you've, you, you know, we've talked a lot about how they have banned people for speaking, uh, reasonable people, for speaking out against the big tech or a big, against big government or, in that case, against Joe Biden or whatever, how conservatives have been banned, uh, Tucker Carlson, for supporting the Babylon Bee, you know, et cetera. Well, one of the biggest fundraising tools that the parties have is email. Email is even bigger than the social media. They send out emails all the time, and it's information in the emails. You might be on a, on somebody's email mailing list. It's a huge thing. And both parties, the Democrats and the Republican Party, send out fundraising emails. Well, guess what happens to the Republican side? Eight and a half times more often than it does to the Democrat side. They are flagged as spam by Google. 68% of emails from Republican candidates flagged as spam. 
of Democrat emails flagged as spam. So what that means is fewer fundraising attempts actually reach the people that they're intended to because it goes immediately into a, if it comes from a Republican, 68 times it goes into the spam folder. Only eight times does it happen to Democrats that it goes in the spam folder. Tell me <laughs> that, that they aren't meddling in elections over there. Tell me that they aren't uh, distorting the truth and the values. Back in just a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Allegedly trying to save uh, two migrants who were smuggling drugs. This is a problem that you know the administration has been facing for some time, and is obviously we've been discussing getting some criticism on. Is does the White House feel at all responsible? What what more can you offer to people who you know are on the border in border communities who are experiencing loss and, and trials like this? Well, I, I, of course, we are mourning the, the loss of his life, and we are grateful for the work of every National Guardsman. I would note that the National Guard work for the states, and so he is an employee of the Texas, Texas National Guard, and his efforts and his operation were directed by there, not by the federal government uh, in this in this effort, in this apparatus. Uh, we've, we've long stated that our immigration system is broken. There needs to be more done to invest in smarter security, to have a more effective asylum processing system, and we would welcome any efforts to, uh, for, for any elected officials to work with us on that. The low lowlifes in the White House won't even say, say his name. It's Bishop Evans. National Guard Specialist Bishop Evans. The president hasn't called his family yet. The president hasn't made an appearance on TV yet showing condolences for the loss of life for 22-year-olds. How many 22-year-olds you know? They're going to jump in raging waters and pull out a couple of illegal immigrants trying to get in this country illegally. How many 22-year-olds do you know that would do that? But this man, a veteran of the Iraq War, by the way, 22-year-old Bishop Evans... Didn't ask. Didn't ask. Joe Biden is his commander-in-chief. He didn't call his parents. He hadn't said a word. He can't even say the guy's name. But yet, they came up with this old made-up thing about these guys on horseback whipping those poor immigrants trying to get in this country to a better. Look at them whipping just like slavery in the 1860s. We were right back in a, we were right back in a civil war. We heard that from Joe Biden. We heard it from Jen Psaki. We heard it from, from Al Sharpton. We heard it from everybody on the left about those guys on horseback. And they didn't whip a soul. They didn't whip anybody. But they can't even say this guy's name. And he was saving some alleged drug runners, trying to save their lives. He went into the water. He could have stood there and said, nothing I could do, boys. Yon, yon. He could have done that. And that would have been fine. But no. He jumps in the water to save the lives of those who are breaking our laws. At the invitation of this White House, at the invitation of this president to come here breaking our laws. He told him to do that during the campaign. I want you to come, everybody come. In violation of the laws of the United States. Why this man is not impeached, I have no idea. He should be impeached and removed from office for, for uh, his dereliction of duty, the sovereignty of the United States of America. Oh, I, oh yeah, yeah, I'm ticked. I'm ticked. Because they can, they can scream bloody murder about everything in the world they think is wrong with law enforcement. Joe Biden takes a knee. Where's Black Lives Matter on this? This guy was black. Where's Black Lives Matter? I thought, hey, BLM, I thought Black Lives Matter. This guy, where, who's taking a knee for him? He willingly gave up his life for illegal immigrants coming into this country who allegedly were bringing dope. He went in the water to save them. 
and they can't even say the man's name. Joe, it's Bishop Evans. White House needs to be flooded with emails today with his name on it. Say his name, Joe. Call his parents, Joe. You're the commander-in-chief. He was serving this country, and you were his commander-in-chief. Call his parents, Joe. Say his name. Come on TV. Say how you feel. It was your policies that cost this man his life. And you can't even say his name. Jen Psaki can't even say his name. They refused to. It's Bishop Evans. His name's Bishop Evans. They recovered his body yesterday. God bless his soul. God bless his family. 22 years old. Willingly went in that water. Nobody asked him to do it. Nobody ordered him to do it. Nobody ordered him to sign up for the National Guard. Nobody ordered him to sign up for duty in Iraq to represent this country. And go lay his life and limb on the line for the United States of America. And the current commander-in-chief is such a detestable human being that he can't even say the man's name. He can't even call his parents. Oh, but he'll call George Floyd's family. He'll take a knee for George Floyd all day long. But he won't say the man's name. Specialist Bishop Evans, Joe. God help us to to 2024. God help us get through and make it to 2024. God help us. And I mean that sincerely. I don't mean that as Joe invokes the name of the Creator. What in God's name? No. I literally mean God needs to help our nation make it to 2024. So that we can have a change at the very top. Hopefully this November we're going to make a change in the House and the Senate. And we can get these America haters, because that's what they are. These American hater Democrats out. They need to be removed from office at every level, everywhere. And that includes in San Antonio. Your mayor doesn't like San, doesn't like this country. It includes San Antonio. It includes in Austin, anywhere where, they, where the Democrats reside in power. They don't like this country. And they need to be removed. Joe actually needs to be impeached for what he's doing at the border. All right, quick break. You've got to hear Dinesh D'Souza and 22,000 mules. That's coming up next here on KTSA. Pecos is the best in Texas at fence building of any kind. Fence repair of any kind. A great looking fence for you is a phone call away at 210-655-5656. That's 210-655-5656. They can give you a quote right through the email. They can also come out to your property and meet with you about your fencing needs. If you've got a commercial project like you've got a business and you want to protect your assets, whether that's a building or buildings or whether that's vehicles, whatever the case may be. Pecos Fence Company is here for you in commercial work, but also your family and your home and right there in your house, wherever that might be. Got ranch property and you want to pick your livestock on your ranch property, Pecos can do fence work for you too. Of all kinds of fence, not just cedar, but they can do ornamental steel and so much more for you with Pecos Fence Company. The best in Texas at 210-655-5656. Call them today. Well, the AccuWeather forecast, cloudy and breezy this morning. A couple of showers and thunderstorm in the area. Mostly cloudy this afternoon and a high today of 71. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy and... Dave Ramsey here, celebrating 100 years of service. News Talk 550, KTSA and FM 1071. 
Thank you, David. Um, by the way, speaking of that, I sat down in a series of conversations with the stars of the past uh, from KTSA. And uh, those are uh, podcasts that are going up every Tuesday, KTSA.com, the 100 Years of KTSA page at KTSA.com. I uh, hope you'll go by and check it out today. Bucky Tacullum. BQ is as she is known. She's uh, you know been a voice in San Antonio media forever, also in Washington D.C. And uh, she's a wonderful person. I had a conversation with her about her days at KTSa and uh, working with Bruce Hathaway on this show uh, way back in the early 1980s. So hope you'll check it out. KTSa.com, the 100 years of KTSa page. Uh, I did a whole series of those conversations with those folks and some names that you know and uh, and, and remember from KTSa are on there. Of course, we lost uh, uh, so many great ones in Bruce and, and my dad and, and others who have, who have passed away. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, we do have these others that are just fantastic folks. So I hope you'll uh, check it out, KTSA.com. That's KTSA.com, and that is the 100 Years of KTSA page that is there. <clears throat> Yesterday, I was telling you about 2,000 Mules. It's a uh, upcoming documentary by my friend Dinesh D'Souza. Um, it exposes suspicious ballot harvesting. I've made absolutely no bones about the fact that I am totally against mail-in balloting with the exception, very few cases. I'm talking about people who can't, not won't, but who can't get out of bed. I'm talking about people who are serving our country in faraway lands. That's fine. Got to mail in your ballot. But if you're lazy, or in a Democrat's case, if you want to cheat an election but with mail-in balloting and ballot harvesting, it needs to stop. You should be made to... If France can do this, if the lazy French can do this, we can do it. You should be made to go to the polling place. You should be made to show your ID. You should be made to be compelled to show who you are before you cast your vote and not do it through mail. And we are waiting to make our connection with Dinesh right now, about 2,000 mules. So let's bring him up right now on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Trey Ware here on KTSA with my friend Dinesh D'Souza as we talk about 2,000 mules. Dinesh, good morning to you, my friend. Good to, good to speak with you again. Hey, thanks very much. Glad to be on the show. Um, I, you know, we, we have been talking about corruption in our election process. Um, I, I've mentioned before, uh, and we've talked about how big tech and, and this thing with, with Twitter and Elon is big uh, because they cancel reasonable conservative voices and they allow the lunatics on the left and the Democrat Party to have a voice. We have another story here where Google has been flagging Republican email fundraising emails Eight and a half times more than the Democrats, 68 to 8. The Republicans' uh, fundraising emails have been flagged as uh, as spam. They go right in the spam folder. The Democrats are never flagged as spam. Zuckerbucks, where his foundation, $400 million in 2020, went uh, all across this country in Democrat strongholds to get out the vote and to pay election judges in Wisconsin. And then to, to see 2,000 Mules, your upcoming documentary about these folks who were going to these NGOs, picking up uh, ballots and taking them and stuffing boxes. Explain to us, I mentioned this yesterday, I went through it a little bit, but I want you to lay it out, Dinesh. Go ahead. So the movie is the first attempt to definitively document 
systematic and coordinated fraud in the key states of a magnitude far greater than the margin between Trump and Biden. So that's the key thing. We're not talking about anomalies. Oh, you know, why would the observers kept far away? How come Trump won the bellwether counties and didn't win the election? We're not even talking about episodic fraud. A dead guy who voted over here. Hey, look at that guy stuffing a ballot box over there. Because those things are not enough to change the outcome. Well, we're talking about proving fraud in such a way that any reasonable person who looks at it will say that not only was this not the most secure election in history, but the Democrats and the left cheated in a massive way, using, by the way, these nonprofits, these left-wing uh, organizations as vote stash houses. And the mules, the mule is basically a paid political operative, picks up these fraudulent ballots, typically delivers them in the middle of the night to multiple drop boxes, usually wearing gloves and taking photos of himself doing it so that he can get paid. And you actually got a hold of the cell phone uh, tracker, trackers to be able to track their cell phones and video and, and photos when available. Is that correct? Yeah, this was done by a research organization that I've partnered with called True the Vote. And this organization um, did, they purchased this uh, geo-tracking, this cell phone data, 10 trillion pings, um, between October 1 and an election day of 2020. And they sort of ran an algorithm that searched through these things to find out who, is, who it is that was visiting one Dropbox after another after another. I mean, think about it. One person may have a reason to have gone to two Dropboxes, maybe for whatever reason we can't even think of. But, but in the search, they only looked for people who went to five or more left-wing organizations and 10 or more Dropboxes. So when we, when we say we found 2,000 mules, it's a ridiculous undercount of the number of mules. The actual number is much higher. You know, that's interesting to ask because uh, in, in my case, maybe I would go to one Dropbox or even my own mailbox with my ballot, maybe my wife's ballot, uh, my mother-in-law's ballot, possibly. But to have these people go and grab handfuls of them, and, and anytime anybody's doing, this is my belief, anytime somebody's doing something under the cover of darkness in the middle of the night, midnight, one, two, three o'clock in the morning, it's because they don't want the light of day to be shining on it. So they're doing it in the middle of the night, and they're wearing gloves because the FBI got onto this out in, in Arizona. Is that correct? That is correct. They don't wear gloves until a certain date, and then after an FBI arrest based on fingerprints, gloves start appearing on on the mules. Uh, so the geo tracking is in is in five key areas: the Atlanta area of Georgia, which encompasses a number of counties; Phoenix, the Maricopa County. Uh, Detroit, Milwaukee, and greater Philadelphia. And, and the election was decided in those places. And these are all heavily Democratic areas. So how do we know that these votes are for, you know, for the left? Well, the answer is you're dealing with left-wing organizations. You're dealing with Antifa BLM types who are hired as mules. And this is all occurring in the traditional areas, which are, you know, the Democrats have been the party of fraud for a long time. I think the difference is that under COVID, they had the opportunity to take some very old school fraud and ramp it up to an unprecedented degree.
You don't have to tell me that the Democrats, and you don't have to tell anybody in South Texas the Democrats are about fraud. We remember what Jim Wells County and LBJ back in the day. So uh, we're very well aware of how Democrats will cheat if they possibly can. And it appears to me, from what you're saying here in 2000 Mules, that that's exactly what happened. Now, uh, what recourse is there now? What, what What can happen to cure that? I guess nothing to cure this now at this point. We just need to be aware of it for the next election or what? Well, I don't really agree, and I don't really know. I mean, let me put it this way. Um, We are kind of in uncharted territory. The Constitution, for example, doesn't contemplate the possibility of a stolen election. It does seem to say that once once both houses of Congress certify the electors, that guy is going to be the president. Um, But we've never had a situation before, as far as I know, where there is documented fraud uh, that clearly hands over the election to one guy. And so I think people who come out of this movie are going to come to the correct conclusion that there's kind of the wrong guy. or You know, maybe calling him a usurper is going too far, but the wrong guy is in the White House. That's a fact. And what do you do about it is the next and a very open question. I don't know the answer. I don't think our movie tries to provide the answer, but our movie tries to document the problem that I hope will lead to a debate about, okay, you know. All right, Dinesh, I'll let you go, but uh, tell us, because I know that it's very hard to get these types of conservative movies, uh, you know, widely done in theaters and stuff. So where can our listeners see 2,000 Mules? They're, they're going to ask there me are, that. There are when, five it, different ways to see it. Go to the website, which is just the number 2000mules.com. 2000mules.com. It's showing in select theaters. There's a virtual premiere that you can be part of. It'll be available for digital download. You can buy a DVD. So 2000mules.com is the place to go. Thank you, Dinesh. I'll speak with you again soon. Appreciate your time. Look forward to it. Thank you. Dinesh D'Souza, 2000mules.com, 2000mules.com. Trey Ware. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. The mule is basically a paid political operative, picks up these fraudulent ballots, typically delivers them in the middle of the night to multiple drop boxes, usually wearing gloves and taking photos of himself doing it so that he can get paid. So tell me where else you've heard that? The 2,000 mules? Are you hearing that kind of talk on CNN? Are you hearing, even Fox, are you hearing that? No, you're not. 2000mules.com, 2000mules.com. Check it out. Okay, uh, Trey Ware here, KTSA. Thanks for listening. Appreciate that. My question of the day is, why are the leftist Democrats hating on an African-American uh, immigrant <laughs> who, who just so happens to uh, have immigrated to the United States and started a company or two or three or now several companies, saw a need, uh, filled that need, and uh, now is the richest man on planet Earth. But I had a great time yesterday on Twitter watching all the leftist Democrats losing their minds about uh, an Af- African-American immigrant. His name is Elon Musk, by the way. I thought Democrats really loved African-Americans. I thought they did, but apparently not this one. <laughs> I watched on Twitter yesterday as famous left lunatic Democrats like Howard Dean and others say that they are going to leave Twitter. Why? Because they can't stand freedom and free speech. Uh, they said yesterday. You know, that, remember the whole thing about if Trump's elected, I'm moving to Canada, and they never went. None of them went. We were like, please go. When Miley Cyrus said, I said, Hallelujah, good day in America. Miley's going to leave and go live in Canada. 
Never happened. Joy Behar, I'm going to go live in a foreign country. <laughs> Man, I will buy that plane ticket. I, I, I would even consider chartering her a plane if she'd leave. Take all the other girls from The View, too. Well, that's what they were doing on Twitter yesterday. If Elon takes over, we're gonna get, we're gonna leave. We're gonna leave Twitter. Good. Hey, man, get out. At least it won't be because he banned you. Leave on your own. That's fine. And do you remember for when when they were banning conservatives off of Twitter? What we heard from the White House, Jen Sack, and uh, and Joe. Twitter is a private company. They can do whatever it wants, whatever they want to do. Twitter is a private company. If they want to take Tucker Carlson off and the Babylon Bee off and Donald Trump off, well, Twitter's a private company. They can do that. They're a private company. And I kept saying, no, you got 230. They can't. They can't be both. They can't be a platform and a publisher. They want to act like a publisher and ban people and, and control editorial comment on there. But then they just want to say that they're a platform and be protected by 230. They can't have it both ways. They can't have their cake and eat it, too. And because leftist lunatic Democrats are the ones in power, they've been able to get away with it. They've been able to do it and get away with it. And we heard for a long time, well, they're a private company. They can do whatever they want to do. Unless, of course, it's owned by Elon. And then yesterday all we heard from leftist Democrats was the government needs to investigate it and shut it down, even uh, Jen Psaki said yesterday, oh, yeah, we got to look into this. The president has always believed in looking into these big tech companies. No, he hasn't. No, he hasn't. He's been fine with what the big techs have been doing because the big techs, they have been banning conservative voices. They have been banning reasonable people. And Elon Musk said yesterday, free speech is the bedrock of a functioning democracy, and Twitter is the digital town square where matters vital to the future of humanity are debated. I also want to make Twitter better than ever by enhancing the product with new features, making the algorithms open source to increase trust, defeating the spam bots, and authenticating all humans. Twitter has tremendous potential. I look forward to working with the company and the community of users to unlock it. It did great. You, you know, when he decided to get involved over there, it was when they, they banned the Babylon Bee for calling a, a, a transgender person by what they truly are. They, the Babylon Bee uh, said that, uh, th that this person was a, a you know, man of the year. But, he, you know, he wears a dress and makeup. He parades around as a girl. Well, I got the Babylon Bee kicked off. And then Tucker... Backed up the Babylon Bee. He got kicked off as well. That's when Elon got involved. And Elon just simply put up a little post, a, a poll, and he said, should I buy Twitter? <laughs> so imagine this. You're not happy with the service of a company. And to fix it, instead of writing an email and saying, hey, I really got shoddy service from you guys, you just buy the company and you fix it. Like the next time you get shoddy service on an airline, you know, like it's late or you're stranded on the tarmac for hours. Instead of just complaining to somebody, the poor flight attendant who has no control over that, you just buy the airline. <laughs> I'm buying American Airlines. I'm going to fix it. I love that. I absolutely love that. Of course, the Pillsbury Doughboy over on CNN, Brian Stelcher, said, but, but if you get invited to something where there's no rules, where there is total freedom for everybody, do you actually want to go to that party or are you going to decide to stay home? Well, stay home, Brian. Take your toys and stay home. Really, seriously. The head of the NAACP, the president, Derek Johnson, we, we, we don't need this. We, we, you guys are just going to spread misinformation and disinformation. We have to protect our democracy by more censorship.
Over at the Washington Post, Max Boot. For democracy to survive, we need more content moderation, more censorship, not less. Whatever. They locked it down yesterday, so none of their whack job employees who also took to Twitter and had their own pity party yesterday, so they wouldn't try to change it or screw it up, they locked it down. I'm talking about the Twitter heads. The head of Twitter had to lock it down because you know what leftist Democrats will do. They're going to destroy the thing. So the White House is now warning Twitter of power to spread misinformation. Jen Psaki spreads misinformation every day, but it's her misinformation, you see. As long as it's her misinformation and Democrats' misinformation, they're fine with misinformation. Tucker Carlson and Mark Levin and others are back on there, by the way. And Jeff Bezos said yesterday, well, it's an interesting question. Did the Chinese government just gain a bit of leverage over the town square? You know, intimating that uh, Elon's business dealings with China, which he has them because he has to buy batteries for his cars, uh, maybe that's going to be a problem, and maybe he's going to be compromised. Are you kidding me? The President of the United States is compromised by China. His son has made millions. His son is rich off of China, the CCP. And you are too, Mr. Bezos, by the way. <laughs> I have your quotes about how wonderful the CCP is and how you love doing business in China with your Amazon and all your other biz- business interests. It's just great. It's great to watch the left freak out for a change. I'm loving watching the left lose their S-word for a change because it's happened to conservatives, it's happened to those on the right for so long now, and now it's happening, and, and it's turned around, and it's, it's facing these guys on the left. And you know what? They don't like it very much. They don't like, so we're going to leave and go to Canada. Good. I think I hope I, I I would love it if every one of y'all would leave and go to Canada. Every single one of you go to Canada. Enjoy your life in Canada. You know what? The politics and the policy of Justin Trudeau fit you a whole lot better than they do here in Texas. So get on with it, getting on. Enjoy yourself up there. You probably would feel better about life. You probably feel better about your government if you lived in Canada. Oh no, you wouldn't have the freedoms that you enjoy here, and you wouldn't have the capitalism that you enjoy here to build your fiefdoms no no you wouldn't have all that but you know your politics would feel better you wouldn't you wouldn't be so upset and so triggered all the time so go ahead get to canada where socialism reigns supreme that's where you belong anyway obviously all right uh, back in just a minute 210-599-5555 the pledge is coming up if you'd like to say the pledge just give us a call we'll put you on 210-599-5555 i want to tell you about my friends at lifestyles unlimited this is a real estate and uh, education and mentoring group going to show you how step by step to successfully invest in both single family and multi-family properties and start making money for yourself and for your family get off the beaten path every day same thing day in day out into the office put in your nine ten hours and go to the house crash into bed you know what you can end all that and start building your own future your kids own college education a legacy for your grandchildren a monetary legacy for your grandchildren with lifestyles unlimited and the pros over there teaching you the right way to invest in real estate to start making money let me tell you what you do just go to financialfreedomlivestream.com financialfreedomlivestream.com and use my name as your promo code because they're going to take a lot of money off the cost of getting involved with them if you just use my name that's financialfreedomlivestream.com promo code Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. And I want to tell Americans uh, where you can go to help uh, pay for a bus trip for migrants to go to Washington, D.C. and make the Biden administration deal with it in person. Go to borderbus.texas.gov. That's borderbus.texas.gov. 
you can contribute okay. uh, to us uh, yeah. busing those migrants to Washington, D.C. and make the Biden administration deal with it themselves. Yeah, I think it served its purpose, and it's time to move on from that, Governor. Anyway, say his name, President uh, Biden. It's Bishop Evans, specialist Bishop Evans. Saki can't say his name. Joe hasn't even called his parents. Joe hasn't said anything to the American people. And he's supposedly the commander-in-chief. Say his name, Joe. Bishop Evans. Say his name. Honor this man who gave his life for others. In service and duty to the United States of America. An Iraq War veteran serving in the National Guard along the Texas border who jumped in the Rio Grande to save the lives of those who were drowning. And you hadn't even, you won't even say his name. It's like Jen wanted to barf yesterday at the question. Say his name, Jen. Say his name, Joe. Honor this man. 22 years old. How many 22-year-olds do you know that are going to dive in water to save somebody else's life like that? The least you can do is call his parents. The least you can do is say his name, Bishop Evans. Okay, I saw this headline, and I had to, had to talk about it. Ohio woman charged for stabbing man at urinal. Excuse me, what? According to a report in Ohio, Toledo, a man in his mid-40s was standing in the urinal attempting to urinate. This is what the Toledo Police Department says. This is from their report. When an unknown female entered the restroom behind him and stabbed him twice, 41-year-old Shanaz Ali stabbed the man twice in the butt with a sharp object of some kind at a local restaurant in Toledo, Ohio. The police report didn't confirm that the object was a knife. The victim did require stitches. She was identified because he chased her out of the bathroom and then took his phone out and videoed her car. She drove off. Police tracked her down. A hearing is scheduled for today. Now, while that's all interesting, apparently this has happened before. Men standing in a bathroom and... Women, I don't know why this is a big deal in Toledo. <laughs> what? Toledo, Ohio. I mean, I get it, L.A., okay? I, you know, I, I get it in New York. I, I, okay, uh, Chicago, I get it. Toledo, freaking Toledo, Ohio. <laughs> Nothing exciting that happens in Toledo, Ohio. Well, that might be why women are walking to the bathroom, stabbing men in the butt. Be careful, fellas. That's all I got to say. But as interesting as that is, I, I dug deeper. <laughs> I don't know why. I guess it's just what I do. I dug deeper into the story here. A similar stabbing occurred several weeks ago. And last month, another Toledo woman arrested for allegedly stabbing her male roommate in the buttocks. A mother was arrested in January in Toledo. According to the latest crime data from the FBI, the vast majority of Toledo's violent crimes or either committed using personal weapons or knives or cutting instruments. I guess we need to ban those, right? Maybe we need to have background checks before you buy a steak knife at the store. Maybe we had to limit how many steak knives you can own, like you, uh, one per family, and you have to share it. When you're cutting the steak, you cut yours and then hand it to your wife, and she cuts hers, and then you hand it to the kids, and they cut theirs. <laughs> Toledo, Ohio, of all places. I guess they got to do something to, 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 to make the news because they got nothing else. Robert Francis O'Rourke is COVID positive. Get well soon, little Bobby. We'd hate for your campaign to lock you up down in the basement and go, you know, virtual with your campaign. Get well soon. Isn't it interesting yet, yet another fully vaxxed and boosted person who is positive. He, he, he pointed that out in the news. You know, he, he made sure that everybody knew I'm fully vaxxed and I'm, uh, I'm also boosted. Well, thanks for letting us know that, Robert Francis O'Rourke. But my question is, 
What's the vax for? <laughs> Everybody who gets the stuff now says, I'm vaxxed. I'm fully vaxxed. I'm boosted. I got 22 boosters. I got everything you could imagine. And, and yet, I'm still getting this stuff. Yes, you're still getting it. Welcome to the real world. Back in just a minute with Ware and Rima coming up next, KTSA. KTSA.